0: the 24-7 head recruiting guy texted me and said I was probably going to be on the top 10, so he needs some information for me. So I thought, wow, this is, um, I mean, it's just kind of crazy thinking about that because I didn't even really expect, um, I mean, I knew I'd probably be on the rankings at some point, but I didn't expect to be that high just because I didn't know how they really did it or what it was based off of. So I thought that was kind of crazy. And then, um, yeah, it's just kind of how. But then whenever it came out, I was definitely, um very excited to look at it i saw he said it would be top 10s so i didn't know exactly where when i saw number six but that was definitely very cool being up there with a lot of the top guys i'd seen from my class so i thought that was um definitely a great experience i'm very happy about. It. welcome to the never stop getting better podcast powered by guardian caps Guardian caps are a one-size-fits-all helmet cover that help reduce impact for your players during practice. Coach Perry is a huge proponent of guardian caps after using them at Pearl High School, and it was one of the first football items he purchased when taking a job at Nixon. Caps are mandated by the NFL for O-line, D-line, linebackers, tight ends, and running backs and utilized by over 270 colleges, over 3,000 high schools, and over 600 youth programs across the country. As helmets become more and more expensive, the Guardian Caps also do a great job of protecting your helmet investment. See the link in our show notes for more information on Guardian Caps. In each episode, John takes you on a journey of growth, learning, and endless improvement. Whether you're an athlete, coach, or someone simply just striving to get better, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, John Perry.
1: All right, welcome to the early week edition of Never Stop Getting Better, where we normally talk about a way that we can get 1% better. Like what's something we can do to get better. Well, today we have a special guest with us. It's our very own Jackson Cantwell who is a to be sophomore starting Monday at Nixa High School, 15-year-old young man who this week came out as the number six ranked player in the class of 2026, unless you live up under a rock. If you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard the name Cantwell before. But Jackson, I appreciate you being here today, and I think this is going to be fun.
0: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, if you haven't heard much about Jackson, Jackson's a sophomore offensive lineman for us. And, you know, I want to ask first, what when the ranking came out, You know, um, what were your thoughts about that? Like, what what did it feel like to see that?
0: I do remember the day before, um, Steve Wiltfong, um, the 24-7 head recruiting guy, texted me and said I was probably going to be on the top 10, so he needs some information for me. So I thought, wow, this is – I mean, it's just kind of crazy thinking about that because I didn't even really expect – I mean, I knew I'd probably be on the rankings at some point, but I didn't expect to be that high just because I didn't know how they really did it or what it was based off of. So I thought that was kind of crazy. And then, um, yeah, it's just kind of how I, But then, whenever it came out, I was definitely um, very excited to look at it. I saw, he said it went to be top 10, so I didn't know exactly where. When I saw number six, I thought it was definitely very cool. Being up there with a lot of the top guys I'd seen from my class. So I thought that was um, definitely a great experience. I'm very happy about
1: it. Well, you know, and you probably don't, I don't know if you know this or not, but me and your parents met probably, I don't know, it was a, while, a year ago or whatever. And I made the statement to them. That by the time you were a junior, you would be top three probably in the United States of America in your class. And it's probably happened faster than I thought, but, you know, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But, you know, my thought was this, and I say top three because they seem to always are going to promote a quarterback in front of an offensive lineman, right? Like that's just, those guys seem to get more uh, praise. And it is probably one of the most important positions. And if you don't know, Jackson Cantwell is a six foot eight. 300 pound offensive lineman that has kind of taken social media by storm and I don't really know when it started but I'm gonna say that I helped propel it because I put a video up uh, I actually texted his mom and dad and asked could I post this video of do you remember the first video I posted you were bench pressing something and I I just Put It out there on social media. Do you remember what it was?
0: I do actually. I remember this day because um, my parents originally, uh, not many people know this, my parents ran my Twitter at that point because I just didn't really. Right. At that point, I didn't know what social media could do for my recruiting. <laughs> I didn't like it very much. So my parents made it kind of I was like, fine, whatever, I'll let you guys handle this. And they put a video of me bench pressing 315 for three. Um, I think it was April of uh, eighth grade, of my like yes. eighth grade You're going into freshman year, 315 for three. Um, Over time, an ESPN ended up uh, retweeting the tweet. It went. I'd say about as viral as anything that I've ever put up. So that definitely was um, very cool and caused like a lot of people that really never heard of me outside, like, like especially in the football world, a lot of people didn't really know about me and started to hear about me a little bit.
1: Sure. Now, I don't know if you heard uh, what he said. I don't want that to pass by you. In the eighth grade, we had 315 pounds on the bar and did it three times. Okay. So I asked his mom and dad, can I put that on social media? And because I knew when I put it out there that it was going to blow up and as we did it did blow up because you know it's phenomenal you don't normally see uh you know 14 year old kids bench pressing 315 pounds multiple times you know so now some of that I've got to give a little bit of credit to mom and pops you know Jackson is blessed to have a fantastic mom and a fantastic dad and they both were Olympians um Mom was in the 2000 Olympics in Sydney, and dad was actually. I sum his uh, career accomplishments up in one sentence. He was a five time world champion. There aren't many five time world champions um, in the world. So I guess I would ask you this you know, having two parents that have been there, been professionals, you know, Olympians in the past, you know, like what have you benefited from? You know, from that
0: I mean, they've all I've been to the highest level In athletics So I can definitely talk to them About really anything Um, From high school To professional To how, like, the experience is It's definitely great to, It's definitely great To get advice from them as well Because they've all Done this before And can tell me, like How I can do something better Especially in track even in football Just, like, the mental part of it Because even my dad Who didn't really play football Past high school Was still a good football player At that point Sure So I can show him something And he's also still learning About the game a lot he can provide his input on stuff and it can be really helpful sometimes. And sure. I'm definitely grateful because it it's helped me get to the point where I am now. It's been a major uh, part of that.
1: You know, you said your dad's still learning and what's funny is your dad's helping me learn track. I don't know if you know this or not. And I'm sure you do. I'm sure they shared the story with you, but me and my wife show up to um, watch one of your track meets and I'm sitting beside your mom and dad and I asked a question about the rink. R-I-N-K, the rink. I was like, you know, can he do this in the rink? Can he and your dad, okay, a five-time world champion, who just so happens to be built like um, Tarzan, okay, so he kind of intimidates me a little bit. He looks over there at me, and he says, did you say rink? I was like, yes, sir, Uh, rink. Um, He said, it's a ring, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I was not, like, I didn't know, and what's funny is, I mean, I come from a place, Pro High School, that you know, it's probably won 163 state championships in the history of the school and track. And I don't know why I thought it was a rink. But, you know, your dad's coaching me up in a little track, too, so I can become a little more proficient and know what I'm doing um, when I show up uh, to support you. Now, this is a positive podcast, so we're not going to go there. But I would like to say this. There has got to be, with two Olympians in the house, you know, like there's got to be a little bit of negative that with that, too, you know, from the standpoint of, uh you know maybe the pressure that you may feel or you know how hard or tough they may be on you at times but I will say this and I tell everybody that ever asked me about Jackson Cantwell is you know some people are gonna throw out genetics you know sure mom and dad you know are you know blessed and had a great career and you know Jackson Jackson was big when he was born he was eleven pounds and I think two ounces the day that he was born so like he has been big and he is six foot eight he is 300 pounds but that to me is where the genetics comes to a halt you know like what has happened is you know his work ethic his diet the way he lives the way he trains is totally different from everybody else that's the part that they don't see you know when he walks out there on the field they see the big kid you know and they see the performance that he puts on or if it's track, you know, and he wins the state track meet as a ninth grader or what have you, they see the actual outcome, but what they don't see is what has happened to get to that point. You know, he's probably one of the few people in America that after a track meet will go lift weights because he didn't get his weightlifting in that day or whatever. His diet is going to be pretty uh, particular except for when he comes to my house for Leadership Academy. We're going to give him a few Oreos and try not to tell his folks about that. But, you know, life is different. And, you know, I think that if you want different things out of life, sometimes you got to do different things. If you do what everybody else does, you're going to get what everybody else gets, and that's a life full of average. And, you know, Jackson, with the help of his parents, is not living that life full of average. Okay, let's talk about this. Um, the summer. You know, you had a big summer, you did a lot of traveling, and I know the recruiting process is new to you, and what I have seen from the outside is you have thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, you've enjoyed going to see places, you've enjoyed getting to know people, and you know, I think that's fantastic. I'm going to throw out a place that you visited, and I want you to tell me something that stood out about, you know, you and your dad, I know, it took a southeast tour um, through Bama, Georgia, Tennessee, some places. Um, tell me something that stood out about the place, just as a. Uh, and I will say I'm a little disturbed because I thought I was going to get to go. Right, we were going to make that southeast tour earlier in the summer, but you tweaked. Uh, what was it? Flexer. No flex hip flexor, and we had to cancel out. And then I couldn't go the second time. So tell me something that stands out about the school when I when I call out the name, uh, Georgia.
0: Um, there's a lot that stands out about George. Obviously, I mean the back-to-back national champions. It's it's hard to get to that point without just doing everything the right way and just being great in pretty much all aspects of the program. I mean, Coach Smart's definitely a great defensive mind, but he definitely has like a lot of the good leadership qualities you look for in a head coach. So I think that's very good. I think their offensive line rooms definitely ran very well. I know Stacy Cyril's, um, Coach Manray, and a lot of the other coaches there have a lot of stuff. Um, Definitely, um, they're definitely doing stuff the right way in that line room, and they have um, some of the top nutrition uh, weight room. Basically, everything yep. you could really, um, everything you really could look for, they've, they've got it. I mean, it's definitely one. of the, There's a reason they're back by national champions. That's
1: sure. What I say about well, that. and one of the text messages that when we were exchanging text messages while you were there, one of the first text messages you sent back was, "I see why you know they they win the recruiting war, you know, or or the number one team in the country because." You know, they, they are Georgia, and they do things a certain way. What about uh, Tennessee? I mean, Tennessee
0: definitely wowed me a lot. I didn't really know what to expect whenever I first pulled in. I mainly ended up uh, originally going because of uh, Kevin Pendleton, who was originally at Missouri. He was a guy that was kind of looking at me whenever I really didn't have much. Um, any t- I didn't have any tape to show. I didn't really have much to say about what my football career was, but he was still looking at me a little bit. And he moved to Tennessee. I figured, um, I mean, Tennessee's a great program. I have a few connections there now, so I might as well go check it out. Um, I definitely like a lot of stuff they're doing. I think uh, I think Coach Ellerby is definitely a, a really good student of the game. Um, he's definitely, he knows so much about offensive line play. It was really fun getting to talk to him. Uh, Coach, uh, Joey Halsell, offensive coordinator. Um, I know a lot of our offense, actually, is kind of designed after what they do. He, um, Coach this. he actually broke down a lot of what they do and how they do it for like half an hour. It was one of the coolest things I've ever listened that's to. That's awesome. I kind of see some of the stuff that we took from them and some of the stuff that makes them so great. And I think that's a lot of what stands out about them is like on the football side of things, they're just incredible at what they do on the offensive side of the ball. Sure. And I just – I, I couldn't listen to enough stuff. Said
1: sure, and they they are really fun to watch. You know, they kind of have a little bit of that – old-school Baylor offense where they snap it fast and they throw it deep and they throw it fast. And, you know, they are really fun to watch. What about uh, Bama?
0: I mean, obviously, when you're bringing up Bama, you can't not bring up uh, Nick Saban. I mean, obviously, he's leading this program uh, for a lo- for a while now. And he's just very good at what he does in terms of that. He's sure. definitely got a lot of uh, good coaches around him. L- brings in a lot of the best players in the nation, I mean. I think everybody knows about Bama by now, just from the dominance they they sure. had throughout the 2010s. It's, um, yeah, it's just definitely a really good program. Very, uh, It's, it's going to leave a market history for sure. And the pool to be a part of that is also why they get a lot of their recruits that kind of assigned to no Georgia. They just, it's just, uh, I think they call it the Bama factor there in some way. It's, That's it's right. It's just crazy. Um, well, and I think
1: this I think Nick Saban will go down as probably the greatest collegiate football coach of all time. Like, I don't know anybody that has done what he has done. Like, he will be compared to, you know, John Wooden in the basketball arena, you know, and that's, you know, I mean, that that says a lot about that program. What about uh, Mizzou? Uh,
0: Mizzou is definitely um, very, um, definitely a very, it's definitely close to me um, in a personal sense because of how my dad went there. Sure. It's the second closest uh, Division One program uh, at the FBS level to me, so it's also very close to home. Um, it would also, um, there's a lot of um, new laws that make it very advantageous to where a lot of other people are going to Missoula. Like if you look at, um, I was number one player country out of uh, sure. Kansas City. He was definitely looking at them for uh, some of the benefits you get from staying in state. And that's definitely one of the interesting things Missouri has is that it's definitely setting up towards advantageous to go in state. No doubt. So that would definitely be um, very interesting. I don't really know much about how that works. I'm still learning about it, but there's a lot of things. Um, And they're definitely training up in the recruiting game. It definitely would not surprise me to see a breakout year this year. Um, Yeah, definitely, uh, Mizzou is definitely not a bad program and um, definitely going to be one
1: to watch going forward. You know, I think Coach Drink has done a really good job. And I know, you know, just this past week when he got the commitment from the kid from Lee Summit North, man, like we were in the office watching it and – Coach Baldwin, for one, was jumping out of his seat with two bad hips, excited, you know. So there are some really positive things going on. And something I had not mentioned was, you know, his dad actually attended Mizzou um, on the on the track team. And mom attended SMU. I think that's right. Um, and so, you know, that is, I'm sure that is a factor. Let's talk about another program that, you know, seems to be doing things pretty well in the recruiting process, and that's Oklahoma.
0: Um, Oklahoma is definitely very good in their career process. I mean, I feel like this is kind of a a theme in what I look for um, in a school, but I love the staff there. I mean, Coach Venables is definitely a uh, very high-energy guy. He reminds me of one of the coaches we have on our team, our linebackers coach, considering he's a defensive coordinator himself. I can kind of see the similarities from Brent Venables to um, our linebacker coach, Zach Nelson, just the sheer energy these people have. But the thing is, the reason why I like Coach Nelson as a coach is he's definitely – He's definitely uh, coaches his butt off. I mean, he's all over very <laughs> active. I feel like Venables is the same way from the stuff that I've seen about him. He's um, definitely very uh, – he's got a lot of uh, good advice to give from when I got to talk to him. Definitely a very genuine guy. He even uh, threw the shot put back in high school. Wow. So i talk about that a little bit. His glide form is not bad, actually, for anyone wondering. <laughs> Obviously, Coach Ball. you've seen what he's done with offensive line, but He's one of the best in business. Um, develops guys to the NFL very well from OU. It's um, – yeah, he will oftentimes. Um, the, it's a very good bet if you go to OU and play. You will probably end up going. Pro. Sure.
1: Well, and I appreciate the plug for Coach Nelson, man. Coach Nelson is awesome. He's an awesome coach. Works hard. Very energetic. And I can see the resemblance in the two. Now, if I haven't stated, you've probably learned already that Jackson, by his uh, conversation, is fairly intelligent. He has scored um, a high ACT score, I, and I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that I scored an 18. Um, and Jackson scored a 33 and he might be twice as smart as me but I promise you I've read a thousand more books than he's read um, to this point now he may catch me because he's a reader too but he is highly intelligent that's another factor that goes into this whole deal you know when when do you when do you run across somebody that's six foot eight uh, 300 pounds bench presses 400 and lord knows what and you know is also intelligent can carry on a fantastic conversation um, one of the last schools I'm going to ask you about, just because I know they were actually your first kind of game day experience. Um, and just talk about that day in particular was, you know, your your trip to Kansas State.
0: Um, that, that trip was definitely um, very interesting and definitely kind of a surprise to me. I didn't really know a whole lot about what game day experiences were like beforehand. But I knew two weeks prior, um, I saw a couple of our best players go to Kansas State for a game day visit. I didn't really think a whole lot of it, but I did think it was kind of cool that they invited him down there. And then Coach Perry texted me and said, hey, then once you come down for uh, game week six? I said, you know what? Why not? Let's do this. Because we were already about two hours away from uh, from them while we were playing an away game. So I just went down there. Um, they started, they, um, they weighed me in, took the height, gave us a tour of the facility. My parents almost like, they were kind of telling me we don't have to do this because they didn't really think I was being recruited by them. They are like, he's just the first one we have to do all of this. They insisted on it because, I mean, they knew what we didn't at that point. And um, they didn't really know what's going sure. to be coming. And I'm definitely um, very happy they did that. But, yeah, then Coach Riley, the offensive line coach, came talks for a while. they the first offer that I, sure. that I officially had for that. I mean, I've had track coaches say that they probably would once I got to um, June 15th in my sophomore year. But definitely the first official one that I've had. So that's definitely – it was definitely a great feeling that day because I really did not expect that coming in. And I think I was, yeah, it was just, um, I was just very surprised the rest of the day. And I was just thinking about, this is kind of cool. I could play football in college. And sure. The game day experience is obviously very good. I mean, Coach Riley's offensive line is very good. They have uh, Cooper Beebe, who will probably be a uh, top 10 pick. At, at, I mean, he'll be higher than that next year. Uh, they, um, they do, what I like to say about Kansas State is they don't really get a whole lot of top recruits. They turn those guys into very good players. Sure. I know Felix DK Uzama, um, one of those guys, uh, that was his only big offer. Same for Deuce Vaughn. I mean, they turn those guys that are not as good into good players. That's kind sure. of what I think about their university. It's very good.
1: At that. Awesome. Well, let me ask you this: the last school that I'm gonna ask you about, I know I said that was gonna be the last one, but I know there's one that is even closer to us. Um, what do you think about um, Arkansas? Have you visited Arkansas? Uh,
0: I visited Arkansas in. Uh, I visited Arkansas in March.
1: It okay. Was, What'd you think about that place?
0: Um, well, another thing about Arkansas is talking about with Missouri is it's definitely it's the closest uh, right. school to home in the FBS level, so that's another big pull for that. Only two hours away, my parents wouldn't have to move anywhere. so sure. very cool. I mean, Coach Kennedy. Um, it turns out that he's known Coach Perry for a lot longer than I thought he did, which is um, definitely good because I like to, uh, building relationships. is a big part of recruiting. So that's definitely good to know. He knows a lot about offensive line. I mean, he's. Just an offensive line guru, that's what i have to say about that. They've developed offensive line very well at Arkansas. Sam Pittman, the head coach, is an O-line guy. So that's one of their major priorities. And they're definitely, um, in terms of recruiting there, they definitely go very hard on anybody within a four-hour radius. And I'm two hours away, so that means they're definitely um, willing to put in a lot of effort for that, which I definitely um, am waiting to see where that goes, because I think uh, that could be one of the great schools down
1: the line. Sure. Well, let me ask you this, because I I would – your mom might um, spank me if I didn't ask this. What what do most of the schools, you know, like say about you know you allowing you the opportunity to do both? You know, throw um, you know your your shot disc in the spring and play football in the fall. What what do most of them say about that?
0: Um, I don't think I've seen a school yet that has explicitly said I cannot do that. Every school I've asked so far said they'd be okay with it because most there's the good amount of schools have guys playing baseball or running track sure. in the fall. There's only really one school I know of that has a guy uh, throwing in the fall at Texas a with Bryce Foster. I know A and M is um, very um, they're, they're relatively lax in the spring about letting him go to most stuff. Like he can um, miss practice and meet that day. Sure. So he's definitely a little bit flexible there um, with his um, with his springtime uh, sure. track season. I think that's very cool that most schools are allowing me to do that because honestly, it is what I'm better at at this point, track. Because I mean it's just kind of what i've done my sure. whole life. i've done football as long. so i'm definitely glad they'll let me do both
1: in college They're it'll be great. Sure. Well, let me ask you this and we're going to round this thing up, okay? You know, let's let's go back to let's go back to you're getting ready to go into the 7th grade, okay? So that's only uh, 3 years ago, right? Let's go back to you're getting ready to go into into the 7th grade. If you can think back, what was your mindset around sports? Entering the seventh grade, like what was your, you know, like what was your sport?
0: Uh, well, I was a basketball player at that point. To be honest with you, um, I was probably about six foot four, two hundred thirty pounds at that point. So I was a pretty tall kid. I wasn't. <laughs> I was strong at that point. I probably still bench two twenty five for I think probably three or four reps. Sure. So I was somewhat strong, but I wasn't super like filled out. So I thought there was really wasn't much. Um, I mean, I played tight end at that point because coming in from sixth grade, all I knew how to do was go to recess and go sure. play Spain balls. So that's what I thought I was going to do, either of that or just play basketball. I mainly did track because my parents just did it, so I kind of always stuck with that. Sure. Didn't like put a whole lot of effort into that point. I just kind of went out and threw But yeah, was de- I definitely think, I thought a lot differently at that point because I didn't really know what I would be truly capable of Sure. in the upcoming
1: years. Well, and I, you know, and uh, Jackson plays basketball still, you know, runs track. I say runs track. He throws track. Um, and, You know, Jackson's, one of his hobbies is running. Like, he loves to run. (laughs) You can't see him, but he just looked at me. He's not a big-time runner, um, but he is a big-time thrower. He is really good at basketball um, and then, obviously, football. Now, in junior high, he did play uh, tight end a lot, and he still has these dreams, I know, of playing tight end, but he had this mean high school coach that thought he would be a fantastic left tackle due to his skill set, so – you know, there might be a tackle-eligible pass coming at some point in time in his career just so we can fulfill a, a childhood dream, okay? Um, any last part? Let me ask you this, because we're recording this on the day of our first scrimmage, our jamboree. It's going to be your first outing against another team. Uh, what? Like tonight, you're going to get 18 snaps at, at the most, you know what? What is your What are your personal goals when you go out there on the field tonight as a sophomore for the first time, uh, for the Knicks and Eagles?
0: I mean, honestly, I'm not. I haven't really 100 percent thought about it much, just because I mean, the jamboree isn't really what we've been preparing for. Sure. We've been We've been trying to get uh, week one stuff down. Sure. For the most part, but I still do think it's a great opportunity to go out and kind of refine some of our basics. Because obviously, we're not going to throw any major um, Major wrinkles into the sure. jamboree. So, it's definitely a good time to work on some of the basics, um, work on our, obviously, our most basic runs and passes, and I think it'll be a great opportunity um, to kind of just refine those skills against another team, kind of see what I can do a little bit. They'll probably know what's coming for the most part, so to see if I can still beat guys anyway. and test out how I'm playing with a lot heavier body weight, as last year, around Jamboree time, I was playing um, JV football during the Jamboree. Sure. I was 255 pounds, so now I'm 300 and I'm probably nearing 305, by 303 today, <laughs> so I'm definitely going to see if that helped a little bit, getting a little bit stronger, probably about the same speed, but gaining 50 pounds, I'll take that, so just seeing how much that'll help me, and learning techniques, so just just seeing what that'll do versus some of
1: the same competition. Sure, well, you know what, I'm excited to watch the whole team play, I'm excited to watch you play, I think it's fun, we put a lot into this, as you well know, as do, as do most high school players, and You know, scrimmages and games are supposed to be fun. That's what it's all about, man. And there's nothing like, to me, there's nothing like high school football, man. When you get to run through that tunnel and go out there and put that hand on the ground and go to battle versus another person, man. That's really, really fun. I'm excited for that. Well, I'm excited to watch, uh, you know, your career as it unfolds. I appreciate you, you know, taking the time to come on this today. I had full intentions of, you know, interviewing mom and dad first, but... When the ranking come out, I'm like, man, we need to get that out there, man. The number sixth ranked uh, player in the class of 2026 resides in Nixon, Missouri. And, you know, my nickname for Jackson is Jacktown. And part of my reason for calling him Jacktown is um, really the name that people know um, that is associated with Nixon most is Jason Bourne. Right. Jason Bourne from the Bourne identity says in the movie that he was from Nixon, Missouri. So that's what I've heard Um, but Jacktown's going to help us be known for something more than Jason Bourne. That's why I've nicknamed him Jacktown to me. So I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you all listening. Um, We have a desire to get better every single day of our life, man. We have the opportunity to get up and improve ourselves in some form or fashion, and that's what we're trying to do. If you've liked this, if you've enjoyed it, share it with three friends. Maybe one will listen um and like this show and if you have comments or things that suggestions to help me shoot me an email john perry at Nixaschools.net. my cell phone number is 662-582-0804 and jackson until next time we're out of here adios amigos
0: 30 caps are lightweight one size fits all football helmet covers for practice they reduce 20 to 33 percent of the impact depending on the speed and location for the repetitive sub-concussive blows that add up throughout the week also great for body blows used by clemson penn state washington oklahoma 150 other colleges and about 2000 high schools across the country also protect that helmet if your helmets are getting beat up at the end of the year guardian caps can help protect that helmet investment